there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Welcome back to Hackberry House, a podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted church in North Korea. My name is Bob. This is podcast number 546, and uh, this is the podcast for the weekend of 8-13 and 8-14-2016. You know, the regime in Pyongyang has tried for so long to replace Jesus with itself. One day this attempt will be utterly foiled. Until then, we pray that God will do his mighty things inside the nation. We believe he is. Now, I have uh, recently been sharing with you a lot of older stories, but I wanted to let you know today that things are still happening there. And the reason I can share the older stories is because things haven't changed that much. The names change, the people being persecuted and the persecutors, but the the thing continues on. And so whether I share old or new, the story is the same. But in January 2016, this year, uh, Open Doors published this story. It's called Hewu's Story. The sharp, cold wind blew through the prison cell, but Hewu could hardly feel it. She could hardly feel anything. I was within hours of death, sick, malnourished, and frozen, from the deplorable conditions of the prison cell, shared Hewu. I didn't think I would be alive to be used by God. I didn't think I would ever see the outside of a prison cell. But then something happened that would change Hewu's life and the lives of many fellow prisoners. I felt God stir a fire in my heart to share the gospel with others in prison. Heu knew that this was impossible for many reasons. The prison guards were capable of murdering anyone who shared about Christianity. And she also didn't know which prisoners would report her if she did share the gospel message. For three long days, Heu tried to ignore the calling that God had placed on her heart. But after three days, she could ignore it no longer, as God had given her very specific instructions. Share your cornmeal with another prisoner. It didn't seem like much, but when Hebu gave her cornmeal to a fellow prisoner, she literally gave them life. I realized that was my calling to bring life to those who were dying. And by giving my own food, I was able to give them life and make a sacrifice of my own. This opened up many possibilities to share about Christ. One by one, more and more prisoners were interested in hearing about Christ as they were amazed by Hewu's sacrifice. She had to be wise about the best way to minister to others and the safest place to fellowship, and so she prayed for guidance. God placed it on my heart. The outhouse of the prison was the only place we could worship, and so they worshipped God in the most lowly and unlikely place. In that outhouse, they were free to fellowship and worship, even though they were imprisoned in North Korea. After several years, Ewu was able to leave North Korea, but the mark she left is still felt in that country. 
God used her to bring several people to Christ, heal many, and start several house churches. Today, more than 50 to 70,000 Christians remain in North Korean prison camps. There are ways that you can help them, and I trust that you will uh, get in touch with Open Doors and see what's on their mind. I went to International Christian Concern then and found a story that they had actually copied from the Korea Times. On It was posted on August 11, 2016, about religious freedom. The exercise of religious freedom continues to be non-existent in North Korea, at least last year, 2015, as the regime continued to deal harshly with those involved in any religious practices. That's from the U.S. State Department. They said that in an annual report this past week, 8-11. The 2015 International Religious Freedom Report reconfirmed human rights abuses the North has long been accused of, including its denial of the right to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion, as well as of the rights to freedom of opinion, expression, and association. The exercise of religious freedom continued to be nearly non-existent in North Korea, the report said. <clears throat> in 2015, the United States co-sponsored annual resolutions adopted by the UN General Assembly and Human Rights Council that condemn the country's systematic, widespread, and gross human rights violations. Pyongyang's policy towards religion has been to maintain the appearance of tolerance for international audiences while internally suppressing all non-state-sanctioned religious activities, the report said. The government continued to deal harshly with those who engaged in almost any religious practices through executions, torture, beatings, and arrests, it said. An estimated 80,000 to 120,000 political prisoners, and some of those imprisoned for religious reasons, were believed to be held in the political prison camp system in remote areas under horrific conditions. It also said that ownership of Bibles or other religious materials brought in from abroad is reportedly illegal and also punishable by imprisonment and severe punishment, including, in some cases, execution. The State Department has designated North Korea as a country of particular concern since 2001 under the International Religious Freedom Act for particularly severe violations of religious freedom. The North was last redesignated as one of these CPCs in February. On South Korea, the report pointed out the issue of conscientious objectors. The government continued to imprison approximately 600 conscientious objectors to mandatory military service, the majority of whom refuse military service for religious reasons, the report said. On August 19, the Supreme Court rejected the final appeal of a December 2013 case filed by 50 individuals who had sought compensation for imprisonment as conscientious objectors. And then one final story, actually two stories from the same source, which is Voice of the Martyrs, it's 
com as opposed to persecution.org, which is open doors, I believe. No, I believe that's uh, international Christian concern, persecution.org. Persecution.com, North Korea, pastor killed. This was posted on May 3rd, 2016. VOM partner, Pastor Han Chung-ryo, age 49, was brutally murdered on Saturday, April 30, in Changbai, China. Born in China, he pastored a three-south church right next to the North Korean border and helped countless North Koreans come to know Christ. He leaves behind a wife, a son, and a daughter. Pastor Han reportedly left his church building on Chang in Changbai at 2 p.m. April 30. His body, mangled beyond recognition, was discovered at 8 p.m. He had been repeatedly stabbed in his stomach, and his head had been hacked with an axe. All of his personal belongings, including his cell phone, were stolen. He's believed to have been killed by North Koreans who likely returned to North Korea following the attack. In February, the North Korean government issued an order for Pastor Han to be kidnapped, brought to North Korea, and interrogated. Despite the threat, Pastor Han continued his work in Changbai. Pastor Han was known for helping anyone who crossed into China from North Korea. He would help in practical ways like food or clothing and introduce each person to the gospel. Then he would send them back to share Christ inside North Korea and help their families. Since planting his church in 1993, Pastor Han had helped orphans, sex-trafficked women, soldiers, and the famine-starved, among others. North Koreans often said they could see his heart which helped them trust him as he nurtured them spiritually. Pray for Pastor Han's family and those inside North Korea whom he has helped. Many of these people have reportedly been rounded up for questioning too. Also pray for those who killed him. Another story, a little older. I believe I read at least a portion of this to you once before, but it's definitely worth um, repeating, and it's uh, being posted uh, as we speak on Voice of the Martyrs. This was uh, posted this time on September 18 of 2015, so not a year ago. North Korea's state media, KCNA, recently released a statement condemning Voice of Martyr, quote-unquote, for accurate and tricky balloon launches into North Korea this year. The press release accurately cites the dates and locations of the Bible balloon launches by Voice of the Martyrs Korea, VOMK, and references e-media, referring to the Bible in electronic form, donated by VOM's sister mission, SDOK, in the Netherlands. And here is the North Korean article that uh, is being referenced here, the condemnation. Riffraffs affiliated to the Voice of the Martyr, a puppet, die-hard conservative organization in South Korea. It's actually uh, in uh, Oklahoma. Scattered by use of balloons, anti-DPRK leaflets, KCNA's press release stated. They're getting 
trickier in fixing times and locations for their scattering operations against the DPRK. That's, the, that's North Korea. The operations for massively scattering anti-DPRK leaflets and undesirable e-media that have spilt over to the whole area along the military demarcation line are an open declaration of war against North Korea. The Reverend Dr. Eric P. Foley, CEO of VOMK, and Dr. Hyun Suk Foley, that's his wife, VOMK president, released their own statement regarding the balloon launches in KCNA's press release. For 15 years, they've shared the gospel through balloons, carrying scriptures from South Korea into North Korea. While the local police in South Korea regularly visit their offices and respectfully ask that they stop, VOMK says they will continue. And this is a quote now from um, VOMK, which is Eric Foley. To those in the North, we want you to know the only thing we launch is Bibles, not anti-North Korean leaflets. The Bible text we use is the one published and authorized by the North Korean government itself, with only the slightest alterations for editing. It is the Bible text which the North Korean government proudly writes about in its own human rights reports. It's the Bible text which the North Korean government claims that all North Korean citizens are entitled to read, as guaranteed under the freedom of religion in the North Korean Constitution. End of quote. Despite the ongoing tensions between the two countries, VOMK believes its work is necessary, not antagonistic, and has never endangered citizens of either country. Mr. Foley continues, We encourage all Koreans to act according to the best of their consciences and engage daily in peaceful, lawful, and simple acts that unite Ordinary Koreans in love as best we know how, the statement said. As a Christian ministry, one of the many ways we do this is by distributing Bibles, because the Bible teaches us that all people are valuable and deserve to eat and live in peace, not because of their loyalty to a particular government, but because God created each one of us in his image. We do not force anyone to accept our message or our Bibles, but we follow in the footsteps of Jesus, who commands us to share this message with all people at all times, speaking truth to powerful men and nations, even in the moments when they may be drunk with their trust in force. We willingly obey their laws, but refuse to let our hearts, minds, imaginations, or actions be constrained by their swords. Posted again, September 18. 2015. All right, folks, there's an update for you. It's still happening. Nothing's changing, perhaps getting worse in some ways. Pray that God will stop this, that he will intervene. He's able. I didn't say he's doing it, but he's able to stop them from doing it. Would you pray? Would you do that? Let's pray right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask your grace on North Korea. I ask that you will indeed intervene in history here. So take this man out and replace him with a government of righteousness. You're able to do that. You did it in South Korea. I, and you've done, you did it in Romania. 
no, not perfect nations, but oh God, you're able, you're able to, to, to do something that we have never even imagined to get this thing right. Oh God, please help your people. Help your people. Visit them, oh God. They have long waited for your visitation. Visit them in the spirit now. And visit them in a mighty, physical, outward, visible way that the world will see and give you glory for. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tomorrow, actually Monday, I don't know when you're listening to this. This is our weekend podcast this weekend. We get back to Job. We're going to finish Job on Monday. I think we'll be able to finish the entire book. We'll see how wordy I become on that day. Fanny Crosby will follow this day after Job is finished. And then the Jehovah Witness series that we're putting together. I'm so glad that you're staying with me on all these things. We started with 1 Timothy 2.5. There is one God. There's one mediator between God and man. And that man is Christ Jesus. He will overcome one day. Bye-bye.